like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today's Song of the Soul guest is a delight to know. I connected with Heidi Kaliani through folk dancing, and when I visited her website, I found about all the ways that art and music are infused through her work and play. Her musical collaborations are wide-ranging, including Turco-Balkan music with Oro Orchestra, Kirtan with the Blue Lotus Trio and her Heart Wide Open project, and Indonesian music as part of the Mindful Flower Gamelan. Heidi is Canadian, occupying a small town called Woofville in Nova Scotia, where we'll now join Heidi Kaliani by phone. Heidi, I'm delighted to have you here today for Song of the Soul. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks. For me, it's two hours earlier in the morning than for you because you're way out on the edge of the world in Nova Scotia, the edge of the (laughs) North American world. How long have you been in Nova Scotia? I grew up in Ontario, actually. And I came in 94 thinking I really needed a break from, I'd been living downtown Toronto, and it was a little overwhelming for me, and I thought, oh, I'll just go to Nova Scotia for a little while, you know, clear my head and breathe for a bit and see what happens, and I'm still here. (laughs) How did you even know to go there? I guess I had been here originally a year or two before with a job that I had, and I just had come for a week and really fallen in love. It had just been on my mind for those couple of years to come back, to have a little more time, and to feel it out a little bit more. And then when I came in 94, it just clicked. It really felt like the right place for me to be. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that means that you headed there, maybe you were in your 20s. That seems counterintuitive. I mean, 20s are supposed to be all about the big city and making big splashes and (laughs) things like that. Were you enjoying Toronto when you were there? Yes and no. I mean, there's certainly a lot of energy and a lot going on, but I have a huge amount of internal energy. I was really finding it clashed. I had stuff I needed to do inside, and it was really hard for me to do that with all that stuff going on outside. It was much more conducive here in a little tiny apartment in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by fields and water and sand. So I think it was really important for my internal journey and much healthier for me in that way. The other thing that I note about going from big city to small city, I moved to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, where I live, from Milwaukee. And mind you, I prefer smaller cities. A small town is really a a feel that I like. But one of the downsides of moving to a place that's as small as Eau Claire, which isn't terribly small considering what you're dealing with in Woodville, but in Milwaukee, 
I could find folk dancing any night of the week if I wanted to go folk dancing. You were involved in folk dancing already in Toronto. Didn't that give you pause going to an area where they didn't have it? Yeah, I guess you know, I had been involved a little bit with the uh, University of Toronto group, just a little. And I came here and thought, well, I guess that's that then. <laughs> you know, so much for that. But I did find a group here, actually, because it's that kind of town. It is a very small town, but it's very rich in a lot of ways. And there just happened to be a group, and so I was able to keep dancing. But, you know, it has certainly given me pause over the years. But I like creating things. And so if there's been a hole, I've been able to create it. And I find that very rewarding. For instance, about 10 years ago, I became very involved with Indonesian gamelan music. Now, I had some choices. The nearest gamelan, if I wanted to join a group, I believe is in Montreal. There's also one in Boston. These are 15-hour drives away from here. (laughs) Um, So instead of relocating or commuting, I thought, well, we could just import the instruments here and start our own group. And so that's exactly what we've done. So there is now a set of Indonesian gamelan instruments at the university here in town. They've been very gracious about supporting that program. And uh, there are a couple of courses, a course and an ensemble. And I can now play Indonesian gamelan music every week if I want. (laughs) So for me, that's part of the experience of living in a small town, is bringing what feeds me here and hoping that there are some other folks that are interested. And this town's been very gracious. This community is really beautiful. So this gamelan, could you describe it to me? Because I've never actually seen it face-to-face. So gamelan is an overall term. It's like saying orchestra. So there are multiple instruments within a gamelan. The set that we have here has about eight players. The instruments are primarily bronze. So there are bronze xylophones with little keys. There are also lots of gongs, so very large gongs and then smaller gongs. Some of the gongs are suspended on large racks in the way we often think of gongs, but some of them are also on almost like bed frames. There might be five pots in front of you, you know, and a few down the side. So it's essentially another xylophone, but with a different shape. So they're all bronze instruments. They work together in a very beautiful interlocking way. So some instruments move very quickly and some instruments move very slowly, but together they create this incredible music. So I have a clip of the Gamelan Ensemble from the university. This is a mix of students and faculty, and the song I'd like to share is called Alakasa King. As far as I understand it, Alakasa King is a state of being disheveled. It it talks about being disorganized, a little bit messy, and that appeals to me in a lot of ways. So this is a song composed by Nano S, who's a very famous Sundanese-Indonesian composer, and a piece I learned from my teacher, Ade Suparman. Alakesa King by Mindful Flower Gamelon.
Elakasa Kang is being performed by Mindful Flower Gamelon, which is Indonesian Gamelon music. It's a group that Heidi Kaliani is part of, Heidi's website, hpkaliani.com. She's my guest for Song of the Soul today. We're traveling kind of widely in the world today, and widely, particularly in terms of spirituality, I think is part of it. There's so many ways to practice spirituality, and frequently in American culture, we get a kind of a narrow view of what that's all about. Is gamelan spiritual for you as well, Heidi? Yeah, so for me, gamelan is most certainly spiritual, and that comes from the sense of connection. It comes from the fact that we're building this music together, that one person is not really able to create on their own, and that's really powerful for me. It's also about the groove. It's about the repetitiveness of the music. For me, there's a certain meditative quality It brings me to this place of clarity and peace and depth that is something I really cherish in my life. So yeah, it is part of my spiritual journey in that sense. So gamelan music is one of many influences for Heidi Kaliani. Because I met you, Heidi, through folk dancing at this national Quaker gathering I go to, I identified you as a dancing soul, the two on the bottom of your (laughs) feet. And then also, that's how I see you from the beginning. Is this kind of international influence, this spirituality, is that part of your childhood, the dance, the movement, the world connection? Is that from your youth, or is that something that was accreted onto you at the time you were in Toronto? <laughs> I think I have two answers for that. The first part is that I've been a dancer for a long time, like since I was quite young. And it was a friend of my mom's, actually, who said, you know, you might enjoy this international folk dance thing. Why don't I take you to a university group? And that really changed my life. That was a very pivotal moment for me. And that was partly the music, because it blew my mind. It was partly the dance steps. But it was largely about the circle. It was about feeling connected. It was about the connection, the love, the security of being in that circle and being able to really relax and be me and yet be supported. And I think that was a very profound experience for me. So that was, I don't know, I think I was 11 or 12 that first time. Like that wasn't an awareness that that was a spiritual moment for me. I I didn't have that sense. My spiritual awareness was more connected with music, with song. And so when I was young, my family moved around a lot. And when we weren't moving, we were driving and traveling between various different locations. And so I spent a lot of time in the car. One of my strongest memories is singing. I'd be in the back seat, and often it was dark, it was late at night, and we were driving home, and I would sing these little songs. Sometimes they were songs that I knew, other people's songs, and sometimes they were ones that I invented on the spot. They were very cyclical. They were quite groove-oriented, often a slow groove. I have kind of a natural mid- or slow-tempo groove. And they were meditative in a lot of ways. They really brought me to a different place. And I would often sing them out the window. So I was looking up into the vastness of the sky. I was sending them out into the sky. And it was this very intense, very personal journey in the backseat of those long, long, long drives. That, for me, is where my connection with music and spirituality began, as far as I know. Well, share some more of the music. I'm pretty sure that people will taste your spiritual journey through your songs. I would love to share a song called Ketri Ketri. It just opens my heart every time I hear it. 
it's actually very hard for me to sit still and hear it because it is a song that I'm used to dancing to. It's in the Romani language. It's a love song. You're like a little flower. Come and live with me. Dance for me. Sing with me. Come after me. This particular recording is my band or orchestra, and it features Ariana Nasser on vocals. Katri Katri for Heidi Kalyani's song song. Song of the Soul. We have Heidi Kaliani here. Website, you can track down a lot of information about her via HP Kaliani. Kaliani is K A L Y A N I dot com. Heidi just shared with us a song Ketri Ketri performed by Oro 
Orchestra. If you don't know how to spell that, we've got a link for them also on NordenSpiritRadio.org. She is my guest here today for Song of the Soul, which is Northern Spirit Radio production. NordenSpiritRadio.org is where you find us. And on that site, you'll find more than 12 years of our programs for your free listening and download. You'll find a place to post comments. And we do love two-way communication. You can do your part by posting a comment when you visit. There's also a place to donate. This is full-time work, and there's a couple assistants involved in this as well. We need your help to keep going. We don't take money from government or from corporations. It's from you, the listeners, so please donate when you come. But even more important, I'd say support your local media producers. You've got community radio and other sources of alternative local voice. They're absolutely essential, especially as media is more and more concentrated. In the U.S., I understand that something like six corporations can control 90% of our media. So please support your local community radio station and other local media where you are. Heidi Kaliani is in a place called Woofsville, Nova Scotia. It's a town of a little bit more than 4,000 people. She's bringing the world to us from what most of us would consider a small town, and she's just that rich within her. It comes out through the music, including the song that we just listened to, Ketri Ketri. It's performed by Oro Orchestra. Could you say a little bit more, Heidi, about Oro Orchestra? Yeah. So about five or six years ago, my partner Ken and I decided to form Oro Orchestra as a way of sharing our passion for this music and dance with the community. It fluctuates, but it's between 10 and 12 players. Usually we have tuba, trombone, and trumpet, and saxophone, and clarinet, and accordion, and stand-up bass, and guitar, and percussion, and violin, and vocals usually. So it's a big group. It's made up of community members from here in Wolfville and surrounding areas. Some people drive an hour every week for rehearsal, which is lovely, and also university students. So we have quite a few students that are either music students or sometimes math students or psychology students or something else. And we put on dance parties, usually a couple in the fall and a couple in the winter. It's been incredibly powerful and rewarding and exciting. And Oro, according to the website, self-describes as Turco-Balkan dance music. For folk dancing, I'm used to a lot of dance which is Balkan-centric. There's so many wonderful rhythms and sounds. Sometimes the women's vocals in Balkan music are more powerful than anywhere else in the world. What particularly drives you to that? Is there an aspect of it? I'm, again, the circle, as you already mentioned, I suppose is part of that. Yeah, for me, it is really about that connection. I mean, folk dance, like the gamelan, actually, is very accessible. So it's very open to a large range of people with different experiences and different ages and from different backgrounds. And so I really like the fact that we can come together and share in a meaningful and powerful way. And so that's part of the attraction. In terms of the music, I mean, like you said, some of the rhythms are very attractive. It's just really passionate and soulful and like heart-meltingly beautiful. I don't have any other explanation. It it just touches me in a really, really deep way. Do you sing much? I mean, because there's so many languages. Do you sing all of these songs that Oro does? Do you also sing along? Unofficially, when I'm leading the dance line, I'm always singing along and singing under my breath. In performance, not so much. 
And I think that's there's a couple of reasons for that is that I'm always leading the dance line. But also, I'm not particularly interested in music as performance. For me, music is about devotion. It's about connection. It's about expressing what's in my heart. And that's not, that's a very personal thing. It's not a performance thing. So, no, I don't usually perform really any kind of music. <laughs> if I do perform, it's about sharing. It's about each other. It's about doing it for ourselves. Now, with the band, of course, when we have a dance party, they do perform. But there's also this incredible interaction between the musicians and the dancers, which is really beautiful. That's a lot of spark there for me. Now, having said all that, the next track I would like to, to play is called Kochari. And I am singing on this one. I'm doing some of the backup vocals. My partner, Ken Shirley, is doing the lead. But you'll hear me drumming and doing some backup vocals as well. Well, let's play it right away. Kochari, performed by the Oro Orchestra.
Kochari is such a fun dance to move to, Armenian of origin, performed by the Oro Orchestra, of which Heidi Kaliani is a vital part. She's frequently out there leading the dances. She carries the spirit with her as she moves. It's so wonderful to watch that. And in a lot of ways, the idea of joining in the line, the circle, is almost antithetical to what's developing in American society, and I assume it has its counterpart up in Canada. We're becoming more and more an observer society. It used to be people would sing together, and now they listen to a concert. Is it true in your area, which again is Woofsville, Nova Scotia? Nova Scotia has less than a million population. It's not a heavily concentrated place. Do people there participate easily in dancing, or is it an observer society, much like I experience here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin? Well, I can't speak for the whole area, but I know that in Wolfville, I'm astounded by the number of people that come out to our dances, new people all the time. And there seems to be a real spirit of, well, let's try it. And I think that's part of what I'm interested in creating. I like creating alternative spaces where we can make these kinds of spiritual connections, where we can make these kinds of social connections that feed us and that are nurturing and opening and rewarding, whether that's within the gamelan context, because in in gamelan also there are lots of different roles. There are some very easy roles that are very approachable, and then the same in in the dance circle. You You don't need to have a lot of technical skill to be able to join in and make that connection with people. And that's really important to me, to be able to share those things with a community. And so for me, part of it is creating spaces that are welcoming and warm and open. And music is a huge, huge part of that. It's such a beautiful invitation to make a connection. Yeah, Heidi, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the specifics of spirituality. One of the things for me, and you just touched it as you were speaking, is that I don't like observer spirituality. I mean, it's not that it doesn't touch me ever, and it's not that I don't think it's good, but that for me, participatory spirituality is where it's at. How did you grow up spiritually, and how has this formed in your life, your spirituality? Where did it take you? I think for me, spirituality has always been deeply personal. I did not grow up in a specific tradition. It was not even really talked about or discussed, as far as I remember. So it's something that developed in me, I mentioned already about being in the backseat of the car and singing away and and feeling like I was connected to something larger than just my family and that automobile and those urban areas that I was driving through, that there was something bigger. And so that, I think, is probably where my spirituality first developed, was in that solitude. I also spent, around the same time, I spent a whole summer on a swing in the backyard of my house. And I literally spent most of the summer there, as I recall. I was writing poetry and I was writing songs and I was contemplating and meditating. I didn't call it any of that then because I was nine. But when I look back on it, I think that's what was happening. And so it was a way for me to connect with spirit in my own way. And at the time, I didn't have a community. I didn't know that there were other people who believed these things, who made these kinds of connections or who craved this kind of experience. And so I made do doing it alone. And probably, even though, again, this wasn't conscious, joining that dance circle a few years later was maybe one of my first tastes of that community aspect. And that's something that has really stayed with me through the gamelan, through or orchestra and the dance circles that I lead, and now also with kirtan. 
So a couple of years ago, I got very involved with singing and, and leading kirtan. And that has been very transformative for me because, again, that's, it's very participatory, as you were saying. It's very powerful for me to sing with other folks, to really be connected in that way through song in a very active way. Did you go right away to being a kirtan leader, or were you groomed for this with other local kirtan leaders? Well, it's Wolfville, and um, sometimes, you know, if we want to make things happen, we just have to kind of jump out the window and make it happen. <laughs> so uh, a little bit of both. Certainly, I was taking some vocal lessons with my good friend, Sahara Nasser, who's much more experienced with kirtan than I am, and she's a fabulous vocalist and a fabulous teacher, so that really helped. And there are some groups in a nearby city, in Halifax, so I was able to go and join with them. But no, it's been a community evolution. We've been learning about this together. And Kirtan comes out of India. One of the first places I think that I heard about it was on a Beatles album. Right. I think George Harrison was the one who was most strongly influenced by it out of the Beatles, although they all did their India trip and learned that. Where did you get your first exposure? Probably the same place. (laughs) Thank you, George. (laughs) So you'd like to share some of that, I'm pretty sure. I would love to. Maybe we could start with a track called Shakti Devi Ki Jai. So this is a celebration of the divine feminine, that creative power, uh, or celebration of the divine mother. And this is a call and answer. So you'll hear me do the calls and then the group answers back. So we'll just dive right into Shakti Devi. This is Heidi Kalyani and the group she's part of, as founder of. Heartswideopen.ca is the website. Shakti Devi. Shut up. 
I hope you all experience the kind of heart opening that most of us get when we are in the presence of kirtan, the call and response that you heard in Shakti Devi, performed by Heidi Kaliani for her Song of the Soul, with the Heart Wide Open Project. Maybe you should explain a little bit about what that group is, Heidi. Yeah, I would love to. I would also first like to say that for me, it's not really a performance. It's what we just shared is a live recording of our meditation or of our journey. And so we gather once a week to practice, to meditate. And that just goes back to being participatory and and being really for us. And, And I think for me, that's a big part of the journey. So Heart Wide Open is a community project that explores ways of bringing what I call heartfulness as well as mindfulness into our everyday lives. The intention is to cultivate compassion, connection, insight, transformation, and that's within ourselves, with each other, and with the larger community or with the universe. It's a grassroots kind of project. We have some weekly gatherings, and then we have some monthly gatherings, and then we have some very occasional gatherings. And some of that includes meditation, whether it's singing meditation or kirtan, or we do some sitting in silence. We also have some walking meditation. We host community circles or conversation circles, I call them, where we choose different topics and share our thoughts and our hearts. We also host contemplative concerts. And again, this goes back to what I was saying about creating alternative spaces. So there's a beautiful chapel on the university campus that has an organ loft upstairs. And so we'll gather two or three musicians in the organ loft and we'll play an improvised concert uh, or an improvised meditation for about an hour. People are invited to gather on a lower level in the chapel, and some people will lie down, some people will sit with their eyes closed, and we share this contemplative auditory experience together. So Heart Wide Open is experimenting with a lot of different programs all around bringing people together. And all of what you're hearing, folks, are aspects of Heidi Kaliani's spiritual being. There's so much more about it you can find if you go to hpkaliani.com. Kaliani is spelled K-A-L-Y-A-N-I. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org in any case. And we should mention something about your name, because Kaliani is not the name you grew up with, just like Helps Meet is not the name I grew up with. Where did Kalyani come from for you? Oh, it's a chosen name. It's actually the name of an Indian raga, and it's a little bit like a scale or a mode. So it comes from music. It's a name that speaks to my heart. What else can I say? Are you also trained in meditation? Not formally, no. Again, that's been part of a personal practice. It's something that has been with me that has been very intuitive for me most of my life. It's sort of saved me. I mean, I think I probably be completely crazy right now if I didn't have that as part of my life. And so it's, it's been this mechanism of sanity in a lot of ways. Well, I can see where it would work that way. I do know myself the centering effect of both the dance, the music, and meditation, the sitting in silence. Do you have actually a regular meditation type practice, or is it all through these groups? And maybe it's regular weekly when you gather as part of heartwideopen.ca or the Blue Lotus Trio or with Aura Orchestra. Is there a kind of a daily meditation thing that you do? I have a personal practice in the mornings, and that involves yoga, whether that yoga is a physical stretching or whether it's a meditation or whether it's singing. 
So yeah, I do have a, a personal practice almost every morning. But a lot of it for me is really enhanced by being in community. That's where my interest in singing together or in walking together or in sitting together, that's where that interest comes from. I find it's really amplified. The intensity is increased when I'm sharing that with a group of people. It's also my interest in hanging out with the Quakers, which I've been doing for the last couple of years, which has been really lovely also. I really enjoy that shared silence. Where is the Quaker meeting in Nova Scotia? I mean, Wolfsville is about 4,000 people, and it's hard to find a sufficient concentration of Quakers in small areas generally in the U.S. to pull together a meeting. Where does yours happen? It's actually, we call it the Annapolis Valley, so Wolfville is situated in the Annapolis Valley, and the Annapolis Valley has a meeting. Lots of folks do live around the Wolfville area, but it takes in a fairly wide geographic area. So there, of course, just happens to be one here because Wolfville is just that kind of town. So whatever you want, we, we've got one here. And if we don't have it, we'll have it in a couple of weeks. It's no problem. <laughs> well, let's share one more song, and then we'll have to go off the air, unfortunately, Heidi, because I know there's a lot more music we could share. We could go into a really deep all-day meditation with your music, but <laughs> maybe we'll just have to display a little bit of control here. <laughs> So I would like to share a piece called Govinda Jaya Jaya. This is really a celebration of Krishna. Krishna is one of the avatars of Vishnu. Vishnu is one of the main or principal deities in the Hindu tradition. And so this is another kirtan piece. And it just has a really beautiful energy for me. It's a little bit more upbeat than some of the others. And it's a real joy to participate in. So let's do it right away. Govinda Jaya Jaya, again by Heart Wide Open Gathering. Govinda Jaya Jaya
Heidi Kaliani shares as part of her song of the soul, Govinda Jaya Jaya, that's her and other folks gathering as Heart Wide Open. Their website to access their activities up in Nova Scotia, heartwideopen.ca. If you haven't been part of a full-length kirtan gathering, I highly recommend it, folks. You'll find it so centering. It's such an easy way to join in a group process to go deep together. That place beyond words, which is probably the best place. Some of us who are very talkative, like myself, get too attached to words. And when we do kirtan, we get beyond the words to the resonance underneath it. That's how I experience it. But you can correct me, Heidi, if I said anything wrong. That was a beautiful exclamation mark. Thanks. <laughs> so Govinda Jaya Jaya. And you can find out more. The problem with Heidi Kaliani is I could point you at probably six or seven websites right away. You can find them all linked <laughs> from hpkaliani.com. Kaliani is K-A-L-Y. A-N-I, hpkaliani.com, links on northernspiritradio.org. Also on that site, you'll find out about the art that Heidi referred to. She works with illustration, and she's you made tea tins for Deepak Chopra and DVD cases for Ravi Shankar and a whole bunch of other folks. You should check that all out via her site. She's with Oro Orchestra. She's, in fact, if you look at her bio, it says she's the executive director of laughter and good vibes, which does not surprise me at all. <laughs> You'll find her work with Blue Lotus Trio with Heart Wide Open and so many other places. And there's just riches that if you had time to spend with Heidi, as I did this summer, as we were dancing together, you know you're going to go away with more good vibes and more laughter in your heart and a deeper spirit. Thank you so much, Mark, for the invitation. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. My appreciation to Catherine Thomas for production assistance on today's program, and we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.